Welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? In this episode, we'll chat about all things Canadian, including my recent camping adventure with my cousins, and you'll find out some of my favorite Canadian treats, including the random but delicious dill pickle chips. This is episode 42. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in this week. I just wanted to take one quick moment and share an update with you about how many ratings and reviews we have. So we're at 21 ratings and my goal is still 100 by the fall. So keep them coming and thank you so, so much, especially if you've taken the time to write a review, a little blurb, you know, about why you enjoy the podcast or something that's been helpful for you. So if you don't know how to do this uh, as far as like leaving a rating or review, I've added a permanent highlight on my Instagram which is just at Sunday Afternoon Mama, so you can see how to do it. So we're just going to dive into this uh, weekly topic of getting outside, and this is kind of the O Canada edition. So I'm going to share about our recent trip to Canada, where we got to meet up with my cousins and their kids. It was this massive road trip, and <laughs> it was just so much fun. But um, just want to start off by reminding you that I was actually born in Canada, and so I'm really proud of that Canadian heritage. And we moved to the U.S. when I was in fifth grade, like going into fifth grade. And one quick fun story for you. Um, Some classmates of mine asked me to speak Canadian for them when I first got there. And I'm like, looking back, I should have just made up a fun language. But as a fifth grader, I wasn't quite that like quick with thinking of something really funny. So I was like, uh, we just speak English. Like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. So that was great. And then also one of the first few days of school, I was spelling something like they were they were doing a spelling practice and I had to spell a word out loud that had the letter Z in it. And so now you may not know this, but in Canada, we say Z for Z. So I'm spelling this word and I get to the letter Z and I'm like Z and everyone's like, you would have thought something like absolutely crazy happened. Like my head started spinning around or something because they all looked at me like, what? Z? And I'm like, um, yeah, Z. And she's like, no, honey, it's Z. And I'm like, oh, well, we say Zed. And so she was, my teacher was very gracious, but she didn't know that either. So anyways, there's just some funny misconceptions people have about Canadians. And it's like our, you know, that we're really close neighbors to Canada, but actually people would be probably surprised to know that there's quite a few cultural differences between Canadians and Americans. So I just find that fun and funny to, to talk about sometimes and to think about all the differences that I've noticed over the years, especially when we first moved here. So one um, kind of cool thing that I wanted to just ponder with you as we kind of set the stage here for a lot of the things I learned and experienced in my time in Canada with my cousins, especially recently, is just that it's kind of interesting to look at the work week the average kind of work hours of different cultures and different places around the world, right? So I was reading about how Canadians typically work less hours, like 36 to 40 hours a week, and they aren't as, quote, chained to their desks is the terms they used in this article that I'll link in the show notes, but aren't as chained to their desks as Americans are, which the average is about 47 hours a week. And also another interesting difference between the two cultures is the incredible maternity and paternity leave that you are allowed to have. And this is also kind of crazy. There are 30 minute breaks mandated like every five hours of work. And I kind of love that. So it's just fun to know that there's different ways of doing things and approaching work and approaching leisure time and approaching the balance you have between family and work 
and play. So I feel like the rest and the little bit slower pace of that average amount of working per week might be more conducive to vitality and wellness, right? And when you when you see that the people don't work as many hours, that does not have to mean that they are lazy or don't work hard because you can be efficient. I've been reading uh, The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Oh my goodness. One of the things he points out is that if you have a tight deadline, like you have to get this project done by tomorrow or the end of the week, you will get it done. But if you have a deadline that's kind of obscure or like way out in the future, you'll wait and it'll take just as long, like that long to get it done. So he talks about putting higher pressure deadlines on yourself so you can be more efficient and not have to work all day, even on a Friday. So he's an advocate of being creative and finding ways to be efficient and and still be incredibly productive. So all that to say, when you when you look at other cultures that are working less hours, it might be tempting to put our kind of bias on it and our spin on it. Be like, I bet they're not working as hard or who knows? I don't know, whatever you might think. And that's just simply not true. You can be just as efficient in 40 hours. You know, sometimes if someone works like 80 hours, over half of that time is just meetings and responding to emails. And anyways, hopefully you get my get my drift here. But if you're looking for a very interesting read about the balance of work and life and creating kind of the lifestyle that you want, I would highly recommend the four-hour work week. But anyways, back to culture. And, you know, it's just helpful and crucial to learn from the best qualities of other cultures around us. Like, I think we can get into a rut. Anybody can get into a rut where we think our way is the best way and the only way. And it may not always be, especially when it comes to that balance. So attitudes toward rest and play are very intriguing to me, and they are different depending on where you live. Another fantastic book I will recommend has to do with the blue zones in the world, which is basically an incredibly interesting look at these regions in the world where people typically live to well over 100 years old. So it studies like, what do they eat? What do they do? What, you know, what are some of the factors? And you know what's fascinating? There's all these different contributing factors. Factors. So you can't just be like, oh, they did these three things every time. It actually has quite a neat variety. So it's interesting to see. And a lot of it has to do with knowing how to relax and have appropriate rhythms of rest and Sabbath in your week, you know? So anyways, back to Canada. I feel like one thing that our cousins and I, like, and my brother, we were able to do growing up is take these vacations in the mountains of British Columbia with my grandparents um, many, many years. And we just played. We just played outside. And there were bears. I mean, there were literally bears. It's like, don't leave the trash out. You got to be careful. But we were allowed to play outside and our parents were nearby. And we have these amazing memories. And we still talk about it now of like walking, hiking, swimming, you know, getting on these like logs that were near the beach or I'd say beach, but it's a lake um, to play. And now my cousin was telling me she's like third generation learning the ways of the log, like (laughs) where she's teaching her daughter, like, hey, Here's a log, here's some sticks, here's rocks, here's water. You just go play and invent some games. I can also remember with my cousins, like going to the bakery downtown. It's a little tiny town where my grandpa had this cabin and buying one special cool rock from the rock store, you know, like playing board games, including like Monopoly and all sorts of stuff like that. And my grandpa's bear stories, which I've mentioned before in this series. But anyways, it's kind of this hippie community, very earthy, very ruggedly outdoor culture where the cabin was. And one of my favorite coffee shops I've ever been to in the world is located about an hour away in a little town that's just super cool. But anyways, as moms now, we get to choose how to help our kids 
have these great memories of childhood being outdoors. We get to choose habits and help form habits. We get to say what our family does and doesn't do. So one of my cousins lives in LA. She's Canadian, but she and her husband live in LA and they've got that kind of beach climate. And so I am so proud of how they get outside all the time. Like they they have a daughter and they will walk to school. They'll be out and about. They'll go to the market. They'll go to the coffee shop and they'll go play at the beach many, many times per week. You know, they'll go to the park, they'll do whatever. So I feel like that is really fun to watch. And my other cousin's wife um, is really great about getting outside even when the snowy cold winter, like she's, and she's a working mama, so she balances that really well and she takes her kids on hikes, they go on weekend adventures, they go camping. And so anyways, it's been fun to like, it was fun to converge and like all meet up with all of our kids recently and just hang out and just do a week of life together outdoors. And we did part of the trip with camping and part of the trip was in a hotel. So it was a nice balance of like a little more how do you say strenuous work you know when you're camping it's like you know you've got to pack more you've got all the gear you've got the food and it but it was so fun and my cousin one of my cousins was so great about doing most of the cooking in the evening he was so awesome just preparing the meals and just having such a positive attitude and you know what I've noticed too is all of us parents that were there the more excited we were about the experience and the adventure of being outside and camping the more our kids picked up on it, right? So if parents, as parents, if we're like moping, whining, complaining about all the work or like, this is gonna be hard, that will definitely rub off on our kids. But if we're like, we get to go camping and we like make it this big fun thing, it'll certainly help the culture of our family to embrace being outdoors and doing some outdoor adventures throughout your year. So, you know, in regards to being outside, one thing I noticed this past vacation with them was I really take a day or two to unwind from all my kind of stress or things that I'm distracted with or whatever and slowly kind of detox again off of like too much you know technology or movies or this or that in the evenings and learn to just go to bed when the sun goes down or just chat maybe a little bit past when the sun sets and then you go to bed oh my goodness it's so refreshing and granted it's not the easiest thing to be in one cabin with all of your family because we had cabins which were very very cool but we just did it right and the first night was a rough night's sleep like it always is (laughs) anywhere you go but then the second night was a little better the third night was better and again if you keep that positive attitude which I am not perfect at this but this is my goal (laughs) at all times and that's what I'm aiming at so please hear me out it's not like I never have a breakdown or never be like oh this is challenging I do I for sure do but if overall your goal as a mama is like let's get outside let's make the best of this and I'm gonna try to keep smiling and be positive and focus on all the good that nature is gonna bring our family oh my goodness it's so amazing it was so so great so one other thing I was gonna share is that as we were all together I noticed some little tweaks in my life that I could make when I go home, right? And now that I'm home, I'm gonna do that. Okay, so here's the three mores, M-O-R-E-S is what I'm saying, M, like more. The three mores of my time in Canada, I have decided. I need more veggies, more water, and more walking 
in my life, okay? So here's what I mean. One of my cousins is so awesome at eating just really clean, like healthy foods and a nice variety. But again, it's enthusiasm. We were outside, we had like lots of veggies, lots of good healthy snacks. It wasn't like all junk, you know? Like it's fun to get the the odd treat, especially when you're camping like s'mores or this or that. But with all the forest fires going on in the Northwest and including up into Canada, we were kind of prohibited from like having a campfire. So we had this little propane thing that we were allowed to do, but it wasn't the most conducive to roasting marshmallows. So we just made the best of it. We had our treats and, you know, a little bit here and there, but they would like bust open a huge pack of snap peas and they were like, snack, you know, like, and they were, um, my cousin and his wife were so excited about the peas that even I was like, yeah, peas, like, it was just great. But again, if you're enthusiastic about that healthy lifestyle, that'll be passed on to your kids most likely. And then the more water that was really interesting, I was noticing how often my cousins were drinking water and they just put me to shame, man. They were like filling up those water bottles all the time and they were doing a great job of filling them up for their kids too. So I thought, ooh, gotta tweak that. I gotta get better at that. I gotta fill up my water throughout the day more. Very inspiring though, very inspiring and very contagious. Like I said, that joyful, positive attitude towards health and nature time is so contagious. I'll keep saying it. And the last more of my time in Canada was more walking, right? Oh my goodness. We can be what we've, I may have said this before, but you can be an active sedentary person, which means you go to the gym, you do your workout like me or whatever, and you do your thing and you're like, awesome. I got my workout in. And then you don't walk much the rest of the day. And so you've got this like little check the box mentality about activity and health and wellness. And it's like, "Mm, that's good. It's good to like plan it out and do it and schedule it and, and be intentional about it. But then it's also good to just build movement and natural activity into your day to day and not be inside the whole rest of the day. Now, one thing I've noticed about the summertime is as it gets hotter, it's it's like less enticing to go outside and like do a workout or whatever because you're like, I'm just going to sweat. It's really hot. I'm going to get dehydrated. So again, that's where you have to be proactive. If you want to take your kids out to play or go for a walk together, go in the morning when it's cool or go in the evening after it's cooled off, depending on the region of where you live, right? So again, it's just that intentionality and thinking ahead and keeping that really upbeat, positive attitude. I want to just give a huge shout out to my cousins and their spouses for being such a great encouragement and inspiration to me about getting outside, drinking tons of water, making sure our kids are kind of eating and moving in a healthy way, and just encouraging that positive, upbeat attitude about being outside and not focusing on the challenges or the the fact that you didn't sleep as great as you thought, you know, whatever. Because we were all exhausted. My one cousin, um, they just had a little baby and he is only three months old as, as of the time of the trip this summer. So he was little and he was such a trooper. They just, again, they had that positive, we can do it attitude. And sure enough, he's going to grow up thinking camping is normal. This is what my family does. Like I went camping when I was three months old, you know what I mean? You can look back and be like, my formative years, there were memories and habits and things that my family encouraged that helped shape me into the person I am today, right? So it's kind of powerful to think about the impact of a positive attitude, especially towards getting outdoors, and to look at the just the slight differences between even Canadian and American culture and work culture and balance and finding that good place that your family is going to thrive, right? So that's what I wanted to encourage you with today is, you know, the more walking, the more water, the more veggies, the being outside, taking the time to plan a vacation with your cousins or a family member you haven't seen in a while. We don't live close, right? So we were converging from all three different parts of two different countries and it was 
amazing. And we already talked about how can we do this again next year? How can we tweak it and do something even more amazing, right? It's like, this was such a success and I'm so grateful. I mean, my voice is hoarse. I'm tired because it was a long drive, but we got to experience this great thing with family and our kids are never going to forget it, right? It's going to be amazing. Okay, so now it's time for a little segment called My Favorite Things, and I'm just going to share some favorite Canadian things, of course. So here's the first one. It's kind of random, but have you ever had dill pickle chips? I know you may think to yourself, that sounds disgusting. I don't want to even think about that, but I'm just telling you, you got to give them a try. <laughs> There's also this thing called Arrow. It's an Arrow brand of chocolate bar. Amazing. So good. Also, Smarties, not the candy that's that we have in America. That's the little, little circular discs that are like in a little package twisted at the ends, right? Not those little Smarties that are pastel. These are like M&Ms, but different. They're that, they're that Nestle chocolate flavor. They're really yummy. They have a harder kind of candy coating on the outside, but they're just, I don't know, they're just delicious. I thought it was really interesting too. They've redesigned their package since I've been there, which has been like several years. And they're like now using only natural colors in how we, or natural things in how we make the colors. And then it also said, when pouring, this is on the box, when pouring a snack for your kids, be mindful and just use a little handful. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they're totally encouraging like moderation and health and it was just interesting that they put that on the package. Kind of cool. Another thing that's classically Canadian to me is fries and gravy. Now, I didn't have any when I went up there because we actually did a great job of not eating out very much. We ate, packed a lot of our own food. And thank you to my cousin's wife who did an amazing job shopping and helping kind of lead the way with all of that. Another favorite was the unreal beauty of the turquoise waters of Lake Louise. Now, that's where we got to visit recently, and it was just stunning. The only sad part was that the forest fires were so bad that the mountains were really kind of smoky, cloudy. It was really hard to tell the full, like you could tell this was such a beautiful place, but it was so obscured by smoke that you could kind of see the water, you could get the feel for it, but it was not in its full stunning beauty. So that just means we have to go back, <laughs> right? Okay, one more thing, cheesies, and I feel like they are significantly better than Cheetos, but that just might be because I grew up with them, but they're this cheesy, crunchy snack. Totally not healthy, but they are super, super good. Okay, moving on to kind of our last two segments, the listener question and the bumblebee moment. So for the listener question, just to remind you, you can always email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com or send a Facebook message or voicemail. And that number is 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. So as I've talked with lots of moms recently, one common question that comes up, and I just heard it recently, is this thing of like, I feel guilty for not enjoying all aspects of motherhood as much as I thought I would. So I don't know if you could relate with this. I definitely understand what this mom was saying. And we talked it through and I think it was good. We were able to come to a healthy place of perspective and understanding. So what I would say to that question, what I did say was that joy that we are kind of pursuing and trying to seek and trying to find that goes beyond our natural feelings is a gift. It's, an, it's a gift from God. So despite the spit up and the poopy diapers or the temper tantrums or the sassiness that we have to retrain and reteach and the unseen tears we cry, hoping we did a good enough job as a mama that day, it is all okay because God has promised to give us strength beyond our capabilities if we just position ourselves near him and receive all that he wants to pour out on us. And again, joy is like that bubbling, never-ending spring that can flow in and out of us. 
But again, it's a gift. It's not anything we've conjured up. So we may not actually like or love every little thing we have to do in a day. So that's okay in our roles as mamas, but that doesn't mean we can't walk in a deeper joy. Okay, so our last segment is a bumblebee moment, and that is just those moments that are random and funny and just happen when you're hanging out together as a family. So if you would like to share one, which many of you have, so I appreciate that, (laughs) you can go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share a bumblebee moment. Okay, so mine is very basic. It's just that our little two-year-old little bubs is saying chocolate for chocolate. (laughs) And it's just, he says it very specifically and slowly like that, like, chocolate so he'll be thinking about what he wants and we're it's time to eat let's say a meal and he's like looking in the fridge and he's like chocolate milk (laughs) and he's thinking like can that be a treat we had a treat um of chocolate milk a couple times on this this giant road trip we took to see my cousins in Canada but I don't know it's just been awesome because he'll think and he'll say it real slow and it's just fun to fun to hear. Okay, my other bunglebee moment is more around like me and my husband actually. I was supposed to be like keeping him awake by chatting when we were driving and we were going to do like one kind of all-nighter like just go, 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 you know, like try to get as far as we could and I fell asleep. So that was great. He was like, thanks for staying awake for me last night and I felt so bad but I was exhausted and so was he of course so that was not my shining star moment of being helpful right there but and then my other quick one for bunglebee moments with children is that um the girls my girls and my cousin's daughter were like we were gonna have hot dogs one night on our camping trip and they're like "Mm." and the one daughter was like my cousin's daughter was like I want something more gourmet (laughs) so we all teased my cousin we're like how does she even know that word that's amazing (laughs) and I'm like only your guys's kid would say that because she's kind of a foodie and she just loves great food and so now her daughter's like yeah I want something a little fancier than just a hot dog and so my cousin create my other cousin, sorry, her brother created what he called schmingschmong sauce. And he just kind of like off the cuff just was like, oh, well, how would you feel if I put schmingschmong sauce on your hot dog? <laughs> I was like, dying. <laughs> so he basically mashed up an avocado and put various season- seasonings in it. And that was the schmingschmong sauce. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is so gourmet. <laughs> and they loved it. And I was like, you're amazing. That was like the best thing ever. So that was super duper fun. All right. Well, thank you again for just joining me on this episode. I hope you're encouraged by my trip to Canada and the stuff that we were kind of learning and experiencing. And you know, if you have not ever had Tim Hortons donuts, by the way, just to throw this out there, you should definitely get some and you should make a little road trip to Canada. Uh, They are super yummy. Well, that will wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or a family member so they can check it out too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. In the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.